To be able to hear everybody's story. That's what Live from America is all about. To be able to hear everybody's story and then put a camera on them and say, tell the world. Because too, uh, too many times in this country does the real everyday American get left behind. Their voice get left behind. And uh, not on this network. Uh, Cecile, <coughs> Cecile uh, Lane, thank you very much for your donation. Alan and Carol. Uh, Morris. Morass? Morass? I don't really know. I'm going to say Maras. Alan and Carol Maras, thank you very much for your card and your donation. I received it today. Trinette Mitchell, thank you for the card and the Trump stickers. Those are pretty awesome. And, of course, George and Suzanne Carrazzo, thank you very much for your uh, donation as well. And uh, I got a, a, a pamphlet. Actually, I should say I got an entire package full of pamphlets, uh, everlasting love pamphlets that I can hand out as part of the gospel when I go out on the Save America Freedom Tour. And that was from Don Waite. Thank you very much. And, of course, Jeff and Don Rathai. Thank you very much for the Trump flag. And, of course, I got a book right here that Jeff wrote. It's called Everlasting God. It sits right here next to my Jesus Calling and next to my Bible every single day. It's truly a pleasure. It's truly an honor to be around such wonderful, wonderful patriots. And of course, uh, I also would like to highlight one of the viewers who watched the show on social media. And I only know the handle, but I was checking it out before the, the show today. It goes by Patriot6774. And the reason why I'm shouting out Patriot6774 is because they were faced with a decision today. They were faced to get a mandatory jab that they did not want, and it's none of our business to ask why they didn't want it. And they work for Walmart. Patriot 6774 works for Walmart. And Walmart came out today and said that all management will, have to, will be mandated to take the jab. And once you take the jab, you are mandated to show your, your passport. It says you got it. So, Patriot 6774 on Rumble, I would like to say congratulations. I know it's a really, really tough thing to do, but she quit. She is right now on leave of absence because she quit. She exercised her freedom and she quit. And so many Americans around the country are dealing with the same thing right now. And I feel so very bad that their source of income is now going to be compromised. However, courage is massively contagious, and I just wanted to highlight what you did today, and I know I know it was a hard decision, but you stood your ground for your freedoms and for your decisions, and I just want to say thank you very much. What an inspiring story, and uh, I'd like you to reach out to me. If there's anything that I can do to help you, I will. I have a pretty large network of people that may be able to help you out wherever you are, but I just want to say, God bless you. Oh, Patriot 76774 says, I'm a man. <laughs> How dare I? How dare I assume your gender? I thought that uh, I thought that in the comment section that you had said you were a woman. I am sorry. I shouldn't have assumed your gender. That's what I get. But good for you anyway. Good for you. It's really inspiring what you're doing. <clears throat> so reach out to me if you need anything, and we'll see what I can do. If I, have to, if I can help you in any way, or the Patriot community, the LFA family can help you in any way, we'll do so. Okay? And his name is David. I just seen in the comments section. He says, first of all, I'm a man. 
And second of all, my name's David. <laughs> it's hard to tell these days, though, isn't it? All right, folks, we're going to go to the Lord right now, and we're going to remove all of our stress. We're going to remove all of the, uh, the, the bad news that we hear during the day, and we're just going to give it all to Jesus right now. So August 24th, the evening version from Jesus Calling says this, When your circumstances are stressful, it is easy for you to become irritable. But I want you to demonstrate gentleness. This is possible to the extent that you find joy in me. Since I am the same yesterday, today, and forever, there is always much for you to rejoice about. Philippians 4, 4 and 5 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And from Hebrews 13.8, from the New King James Version, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And before you turn out that light tonight and, and, and close those eyes and go to sleep, be joyful in the knowledge that I am near and I never change. You know, folks, God does not want you to have a roller coaster uh, lifestyle. He doesn't want you to go up, down, sideways, back and forth. Unfortunately, in the flesh, that seems to be the way a lot of life is. But it doesn't have to be. And the good B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth, give us the blueprint on how to accomplish that. It doesn't have to be like that. God does not want us to go up and down and up and down and up and down. He wants us to stay the course, love life, honor God, worship Him, spread the gospel, raise a family, and be the best that we can be as uh, fleshly creatures. That's what God wants us to do. We don't have to worry. We don't have to stress. All we have to do is just turn it over to him. And it's hard. It's, I can tell you it is easier said than done. It is easier said than done. I don't find myself giving in to my temper as much anymore. Like when I'm doing work around the house or I'm in the garage and something just isn't going right or, you know, whatever it is. I used to flip out about everything. Uh, but I will say over the last three or four years, you know, training myself. And, and the only way to really train yourself in this art to do this is by putting your eyeballs in the Bible. It's really the only way to train yourself to do it. Uh, there's other ways to do it, like yoga and stuff like that, but uh, I, I've not found a better way than to, than to just give it over to Jesus. Not that I'm doing much yoga these days, but you get what I'm saying, right? <laughs> All right, folks, please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Remove your hat, set your coffee cups aside, and, and have everybody in the room join in as we go to the Lord for the Lord's Prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> yoga somebody says with a, with a funny emoji yeah i'm not doing much yoga these days as you can tell um 
All right, I want to uh, I want to get to the first and foremost section of today, and we're really going to highlight something that we talked about on on this morning's show. So, if you're just joining in for live from America, if you've never seen the show before, if you're watching either on social media or on Real America's Voice News, I do two shows a day. Um, you can follow me. Just go to JeremyHarold.com, and you can find all past shows. They're uploaded every time the show is done, and same thing with the podcast as well. If you want to watch, I mean, uh, listen on I radio or tune uh, in dot tune or radio.com uh, they're all there but jeremy harrell.com and it's also below there um for everything even the even the uh even the maga music you know what i mean okay so the first and foremost section of today let's get right to it folks i don't want to waste much time today we need to go back and we need to talk about the pfizer approval okay earlier i kind of broke down the best i could for everybody what the difference was between the Pfizer approval, and here's the proper way to say this, by the way. I found out today after doing research for about two and a half hours on this company. It's not BioNTech. It's not BioOnTech. It's BioNTech. BioNTech is the proper way to say this company's name. And I did a lot of research on them today. There is a difference between BioNTech and Pfizer. They're two totally separate companies. They're not the same company. However, they're like a married company. They married together. They're working together in order to put out this, quote, vaccine. All right? Now, Pfizer was working on a, a new flu vaccine before, prior to COVID-19. And as soon as COVID-19 came out, it just sparked a, uh, a ton of interest from these pharmaceutical companies and these biological, uh, you know, engineering companies to, to, to make a vaccine because they knew that they would make billions and billions of dollars on it. And I will tell you that BioNTech, Pfizer, and Moderna are all up over 250%, over 250% since right before COVID-19, Okay. BioNTech and Pfizer are working together to create vaccines for COVID-19. The difference is they're two different vaccines. BioNTech has a vaccine that has no product available yet. Pfizer has a vaccine where the product is available right now. Even though they're working together, they have two different vaccines, although they are very, very similar. The FDA put out two approval letters. One for BioNTech, one for Pfizer. The Pfizer approval is still an EUA only, emergency use only. The full approval goes to the company that doesn't even have a product on the shelves yet. However, Pfizer, in the approval letter, is the designated... um, So BioNTech is the manufacturer, Pfizer is the designated labeler and packaging company for the COVID-19 vaccine. Even though they're putting their resources together to do the manufacturing, Pfizer's going to handle uh, packaging and labeling and distribution, and BioNTech handles the manufacturing. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to play a video, a video from, for you that was played on Steve Bannon's War Room Pandemic show this morning here on Real America's Voice News, and this is the best way that I can do it so that it makes sense for everybody watching. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's bring up Steve Bannon and uh, the actual the inventor, <laughs> the inventor of mRNA, and let's see what they have to say. 
it, you've gone through the FDA process many times. What was delivered? What was actually delivered yesterday, in your esteemed opinion, sir? Thanks. Thanks for that. This is a fascinating case of a bureaucratic uh, um, kind of uh, shell game that the likes of which I haven't seen before. We actually have two distinct letters here. That's the, that's the first part. There's a letter for Pfizer and a letter for BioNTech. The New York Times and the Washington Post got it wrong. The authorization is not for Pfizer. The authorization is for BioNTech, and it will only be initiated at the time that BioNTech-labeled product becomes available. Okay? So one of the things that I want your... your uh, listeners to understand is that the the um, liability coverage, the the blanket uh, um, uh, uh, coverage that allows uh, Pfizer to not be liable for any adverse events, only applies to the Pfizer product, which is still under emergency use authorization. They can only give that blanket authorization. Uh, and by the way, there's been no successful claims prosecuted under that uh, for any compensation. They can only give that under emergency use authorization. So uh, point number one for your listeners, if you're faced with a situation in which you have to accept vaccine, I strongly suggest that you hold off for the BioNTech commodity uh, labeled product. That's the one that uh, will have uh, no longer have liability protection in the same way that the Pfizer emergency use authorization product does. One of the things that's fascinating here, I, I just I I have to have to read this to you. Um, in the letter to uh, BioNTech, the FDA has decided to bypass the normal process of having an external advisory committee review their decisions and comment on it, which also requires a public comment period. This has always been done for any prior vaccine that I've ever been aware of. Here's what they say. We do not refer your applications to the Vaccines and Related Biologics Products Advisory Committee because our review of information submitted in your BLA, including the clinical study design and trial results, get this, did not raise concerns or controversial issues that it would, would have benefited from an advisory committee decision. So they've decided to just completely punt, and I, I uh, humbly submit that there is a ton of controversy going on around these vaccines here in Europe, in Australia, etc. And this is another, I don't know what else to say, bold-faced lie, that there are no concerns or controversial issues. And that's what it's really all about, folks. Look at VAERS. How many deaths have happened because of this vaccine. Again, the reason why I'm highlighting this so much is just for people to slow down for a minute, understand the situation that you're in, and make the best informed decision that you can make. Okay? This document that he was showing, I have this document. I have all 10 or 11 pages of it. Read through every ounce of it today more than once because it's in language that's so very difficult to understand. I have this document. I'm going to be putting this document on my Telegram tonight. I'm also as soon as the show is over. I'm also going to be putting this document on my website for you folks to download as well, right next to the religious exemption that I have on my website right now. Because the more ammo you have to fight these draconian situations that we're finding ourselves in every single day, 
the better we all are. Okay, now I'm not promising that if you stand your ground and you show this information and you say, look, it's, it's not approved, this is a lie, blah, 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 whatever you got to say, I'm not promising that you won't get fired. You may, you may get fired, you may not. I'm not promising you that if you use the religious exemption, you won't get fired. You may get fired, you may not. You have to make the best informed decision for yourself if your decision is to not take any of these vaccines. But I do have this document for you straight from the Food and Drug Administration itself, and I will put that out there for you guys to be able to download yourselves. One of the main things that I read in there that really stuck out was it said, when the product is in its finished stage, the product will then go to Pfizer to be labeled, bottled, and, and distributed. It's not done yet. And the Pfizer vaccine, how they sneakily done this, how they, how they very sneakily put these two together, the Pfizer vaccine is... Um, probably one of the, the most widely used vaccines right now in the world. Okay, it's considered the gold standard, but it's still under emergency use only because it doesn't even finish its stage three clinical trials until March of 2023. And it still has more clinical trials to go after that if you read through this document all the way up until 2024 and 2025. It is amazing that our government is doing this to us. And what I mean by that is, it's amazing that our, gov our government is skipping steps and bypassing very, very critical stages to keep people safe because you don't know what's going to happen to a mother who takes it, who's pregnant, until that baby comes out and has a few years to grow. You just don't know. And it's okay to not know. That is what waiting is for while clinical trials are being done. But unfortunately, that's not the agenda and the agenda is take it, shut your mouth, or get fired. Unfortunately, that's the agenda. And it's a very sad state of affairs. It's a very sad state of affairs. And I just, it's, it's sad that we even have to be in this moment right now. It really is because so many people have worked so hard at their careers. So many people have worked so hard to get where they are. And just in a blink of an eye, it can all be, go it can all be gone, all because of a political agenda. Sad. Sad to see. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. And when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about BioNTech and a little bit more about that document. We'll be right back after this. The majority of produce brands you're buying in your local stores is imported produce, and it's putting the American farmer out of business. Patriot Foods is fighting back by providing U.S.-only produce. Choosing the Patriot Foods brand is how you can support the American farmers, families, and our service men and women. Patriot Foods has family that has fought in the two major world wars. We strongly believe in your patriotism and your willingness to do what's right for your country. We need your help. Please join the fight and demand your country's brand in your local stores. We thank you and salute you. And, of course, welcome back here on Live from America from the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire right here on the Real America's Voice News Network, fastest growing network in America right now. Gotta love it. And I gotta love to be a part of it. If you're watching on social media and you have not done so yet, please reach down, click that like button, click that rumble button, and share it out to the world. Let's get all the eyeballs and eardrums we can on this. Now, let's go back to who owns BioNTech. Well, nobody. BioNTech owns BioNTech. They are a German company. And the real weird thing about this is, is they didn't really explode 
until COVID-19. Matter of fact, they were founded by a couple with Turkish parents. So they had they were Turkish immigrants, their parents were, moved to Germany, and and both and funny enough, uh, the the wife and the husband who owned Biontech are both from Turkish descent. I don't know how much I trust <laughs> how much I trust scientists from Turkey, but that's where they're from. And Biontech, like I said, didn't really explode until right around COVID. Go f- fancy that. And now their their profits are up like two hundred and fifty or sixty percent. So Pfizer doesn't own Biontech, and Biontech doesn't own Pfizer. They're two very very separate companies. And like I said, when you read through this document, all you have to do is read the words, read the actual words, and it tells you basically everything that that guy just told you. It's just really sneaky how they did it. It's kind of like the Congress putting in you know a healthcare bill this thick and says, oh, "Don't worry about it. Just pass it, and we'll read it later." Remember those Obama days? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about Obamacare. It's only going to change the world forever. Just pass it, dummy. And we'll read it later. Jeez. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Now, let's let's turn to Israel real quick. Okay? So, right now, Israel is one of the most vaccinated countries in the world. Over 80% of the Israeli population over the age of 12 is fully vaccinated. That means they've been fully inoculated. Over 80% of the entire population over 12 years old. But there's a problem there, folks. There's a problem there. And it's a reoccurring problem that we've seen in the UK. And it's a reoccurring problem that we've seen in that county in Massachusetts. And it's not just those three places. It's happening more and more. What do I mean? I mean fully vaccinated people becoming very, very sick with the Delta variant, even though we don't have a test kit to test for the Delta variant. Anyway, (laughs) the whole thing is weird, so try to stay with me here. Over 80% of the population in Israel, completely, fully inoculated. They have reported, today, 9,831 new cases. That is almost a record. They have a record of just over 10,000 in one day. Today they reported 9,831 new cases just today, and more than 350 people have died in the first three weeks of August alone. The directors, are you ready for this? The directors of seven major hospitals in Israel have announced that they will no longer admit any more coronavirus patients because they are completely overwhelmed. And the funny thing about it is, is they're overwhelmed with patients who 80% of them are completely vaccinated. One of the doctors at one of these hospitals, of the seven, said that he doesn't want to scare people, but those are just the true numbers. Those are just the facts. It is what it is. Majority of the people that are in those hospitals are double vaccinated, and they're very sick. And the reason why he says they're very sick is because um, people who are fully vaxxed have a severe weakened immune system when it comes to fighting off the Delta variant. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that just a couple months ago, if you're fully vaccinated, you will not even get it. Now, if you're fully vaccinated, your immune system is compromised more than those who are unvaccinated, and it's, and it's, uh, it's hurting and killing people who are double vaccinated at a higher rate in a lot of places. Not everywhere, but I think you're going to see that trend grow. 74% in the UK last week, 
74% of the people that were um, um, admitted into the hospital were double-vaxxed. And then that county in Massachusetts, 79% of the people that were hospitalized were double-vaxxed. So my, my point here is that there's something that's happening with these, with these double vaccinations, that's something that's compromising your immune system in some way, shape, or form to where when you're uh, exposed to this Delta variant, apparently, it's really hurting you real bad. So it seems to be a revolving door of problems here. And all we can do is really, I mean, all we can do is make the best choices for ourselves and move on and try to go through life. But we need to know these numbers. We need to know the percentage of people that are being hospitalized that have been vaxxed. We need to know the, the percentage of people that are dying that have been double vaxxed so that we can take this information and make the best informed individual decision that we can because we cannot rely on these government agencies that we've relied on for so many decades. We can't rely on the, the WHO. We can't rely on the CDC. We definitely can't rely on flip-flop Fauci because... So much stuff goes back and forth. Wouldn't it be nice if we just had an agency that would just give us factual numbers? Unfortunately for the world, that is conservative media today. And most people don't watch conservative media because they're labeled as insurrectionists, I guess. It's just really odd, but I'm going to do whatever I can to continue to bring you that kind of news. But the fact that 80% of the population was double-vaxxed, 80%? and they're all very seriously compromised right now, and their immune systems can't handle the Delta variant, that's scary. That's scary stuff, folks. Very scary stuff. Now, before we go into the next break, let's talk about Stretch Face Armstrong real quick. And, of course, you know I'm talking about Nancy Pelosi. She's trying to do some sneaky stuff here. She's trying to change House rules real quick uh, to be able to pass this $3.5 trillion anything-but-infrastructure bill. She's calling... Um, She's calling the, the high-ranking House representatives to uh, basically come up with these changes by Tuesday of next week. By Tuesday of next week, she wants all these changes done. So she's going to change the House rules to try to shove through and push through $3.5 trillion of infrastructure bill, which will lead to likely about $5 trillion of spending when it's all said and done. So we got to continue to do what we do, folks, every day on the morning, and not every day, but a few days out of the week, Every morning show, we call our representatives right here on, on Live from America. We'll put them on speakerphone and call them. Sometimes we get an answer. Sometimes we don't. But when we do that by the thousands, it definitely makes a difference. It definitely makes a difference. Remember that time that the Live from America audience single-handedly made Mitch, uh, not Mitch McChina, but Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCoward, change his mind, change his tune completely within the matter of, an hour, of a few hours? So you imagine when you get the power of, the entire Real America's Voice audience saying, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to call five representatives or five senators today. I'm going to do my part. And when you have, you know, 10,000 people doing that, it makes a huge difference. So we got, we have got to make sure that while we're chewing gum and walking at the same time with Afghanistan, the southern border crisis, the Arizona audit, the Georgia audit, the Pennsylvania audit, while we're fighting all of these fronts, we have to do our best to make sure that we keep our eyes on what they're trying to pass in Washington. Because that's exactly what they don't want us to do, is to keep our eyes on what they're passing in Washington. That's the last thing they want us to do. Uh, but we're, you know what? We're making a difference, and we're going to continue to make a difference. We're going to take another quick break here, live from America, a Real America's Voice News, and we'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere.
Over the last 12 months, we've had the privilege to pay over $1 million in veteran wages. Here at Brave American, we specialize in wooden home decor, and they're handmade right here at our warehouse in Brighton, Michigan. This specifically is our address sign. It's made of wood, it's hand cut, routered, painted, and assembled. The star is three-dimensional, hand-placed, and on the back, it comes equipped with a hanger, so when you get yours in the mail, you can pull it out of the box and hang it on your wall. Because of customers like you, we have grown to the number one veteran-employed company in our area, and we need help from you guys to be able to continue that mission. So if this is something that you believe in, and this is a sign that you want on the front of your home, you can click the link above or below and order yours today. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. Well, we just got done talking about incompetence, which is uh, Stretch Face Armstrong and all of her uh, <clears throat> all of her left-wing globalists that she oversees. Thank God Nancy Pelosi won't be here after this next term. She's done regardless. So, one by one, we'll get rid of them if we have to. Cuomo's gone. Now we got to get rid of Newsom. We'll get rid of Inslee. We'll get rid of uh, Gretchen Whitmer. We'll get rid of... Um, Nancy Pelosi, we got to get rid of Joe Biden, and we got to get rid of Kamala Harris. We got to get, we got to start thinning the herd, folks. But speaking of Governor Inslee, let's talk about him real quick. And this is going to be our homework tomorrow. We're going to call Governor Inslee's office. We're going to call his secretary. We're going to call anybody we can to get a hold of Governor Inslee. Maybe we can invite him on. Maybe he'll actually accept the invite to come on live from America. Because what Governor Inslee is trying to do right now is despicable. We all know that there's health and religious exemptions when it comes to this jab. More and more businesses, more and more universities, and more and more agencies are starting to say, it doesn't matter if you have a health exemption or not. Take it or quit. Or take it or get fired. Right? Don't ever quit. Let them fire you. Governor Inslee, Governor Inslee is now working to take away your religious exemption in Washington, folks. Um, and the way he's trying to do this is, is really, really sneaky. Okay, he's trying to take away the he's he's changing the wording of the religious exemption in the state of Washington, and the rhetoric that he's changed it to is really concerning because he says in order to claim that you have a religious exemption from any with any religion, you can't have ever taken medicine as an adult from a healthcare provider. Basically saying if you have ever been given any kind of medicine in your entire life as an adult from 18 on from a healthcare provider, then you are automatically um, basically shut out from trying to do a religious exemption. Saying that, well, if you've taken medicine before, then you clearly can take medicine now. But how that's going completely over his head, or he's just got an agenda where he doesn't care, is that the reasons why we would have a religious exemption, has nothing to do with the fact that we just don't want to take it, although the Bible preaches about freedom from the beginning until the end. That's what the whole thing preaches. Freedom. Freedom from stress. Freedom from oppression. Freedom from evil. Freedom from the, de freedom from the devil. Freedom from a lot of things. But the real reason why Christians don't want anything to do with this vaccine there's two major reasons. One, because we don't want aborted fetus cells injected into our body. And we already know that all of these vaccines use a form of aborted fetus cells. 
That's number one. And you know, we you already know that Christians are very, very much against abortion. Go ahead and demonize us, call us all the names you want, whatever. But the other reason is, is we do not want anything, we do not want our DNA changed or altered in any way. And when you're dealing with things like mRNAs, you're going to have that risk. God made us the way God made us. We don't need Tony Fauci or sleepy, creepy Uncle Joe Biden to tell us we got we have to change something to keep some some other person safe while they're you, know, you can't do you're gonna you're gonna kill grandma. What about the fifteen thousand grandmas that Cuomo killed? Does that not matter? Oh, you got to keep this person safe. Oh, really? Since when in my life have I had to sit and worry about everybody else in the world? Yes, we're supposed to be kind and love each other. I get that, but I can't worry about what all these people do in their lives. I can barely handle my own with my own five kids. It's such a weird time that we live in. It's such a weird time that we live in. So we're going to be, our, our homework for tomorrow on the 11 a.m. show is we're going to be getting a hold of Governor Inslee's office one way or another. And I got to tell you, we're going to do anything we can to make sure that somebody talks to us. I'm sick and tired of getting right to voicemail just because nobody wants to talk to you. They don't want to be held accountable. And that's why I think, I think the Life from America family needs to have little uh, headquarters in each state where there's a few hundred people in each state willing to go and physically be at these locations so that we can be heard the right way. Because they can, they, can, uh, they can hide from us over the, over the phone all they want. They won't be able to hide from two or three hundred people showing up and demanding some kind of answer as to why he's, um, why he's changed the religious, the religious exemption wording so drastically. Alright, we're, sp- we're going to stay on the uh, topic of incompetence. We went from Nancy Pelosi to Governor Inslee, and now let's move to Former Attorney General Bill Barr. Outside of Amy Phoney Barrett, possibly the biggest disappointment in the history, in the history of, uh, of conservatives. Late last week, Lieutenant Colonel and President of the London Center for Policy Research, Anthony Schaefer, who's retired now, claimed that Bill Barr told him to stop looking into the transfer of ballots from New York to Pennsylvania that he uncovered after the 2020 election. Do you remember that truck driver by the name of Jesse Morgan? He was on, I think he went on Lou Dobbs first. I think that was his first big show that he went on to talk about his truck full of mail-in ballots that were going across state lines. And then he stopped for the night and woke up the next day and the truck was completely gone. You all remember that story? Well, the person who was overseeing that story was Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer. And William Barr, Bill Barr, told him to stop looking into that. Do not look into that. There's nothing there. And forced him to stop investigating ballots going across state lines in a tractor-trailer truck full to the brim that ended up getting stolen in the middle of the night. How do you, how do you steal a, a completely uh, full tractor-trailer truck, but it was. So then, after that, that truck driver, Jesse Morgan, who blew that whistle, um, he was harassed by the FBI constantly. I know a little th- something about that. The FBI showed up to his house more than once. The FBI grilled his family members. The FBI interrogated his friends. And then the FBI accused him of making up the entire story 
while criticizing him and intimidating him. What happened to our organizations, folks? How deep? When did the swamp get as deep as it is? That's my question. Is when is the swamp? When did the swamp get as deep as it is? You think it happened in the '60s or after the '60s? Because it seems like to me, John F. Kennedy was more than likely a victim of the swamp, not some sharpshooter in a building. That's just my personal opinion, though. Because once you start putting all this together and you take it back in time and you go, wow, wow, maybe that was all happening in the 90s. Oh, wait, maybe that was all happening in the 80s because of that. Oh, wait, go back to the 70s. Maybe that was happening there too. Guys, the crookedness in this country has been going on for a long, long time. And when you have people like Bill Barr banning somebody from from investigating a high crime, I mean, that is a major crime. That is a major crime taking mail-in ballots across state lines and then all, all of a sudden oh yeah taking across state lines and all of a sudden that happens it's, it's incredible truly incredible uh, sorry for the technical difficulties there folks we're going to take a quick break I'm going to fix that real quick and we'll be right back with more Live from America right after this <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable you're going to take that yeah. Be right back after this, folks. Lean into freedom and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together real change. Alright, back with more Live from America. Sorry about the technical difficulties there. I'm not sure why the screen was froze, but it's all fixed now, so thank you very much for your patience. But yeah, going back to that, it's incredible that we can can have such um, we can have such incompetence and such such a corrupt group of people in this country that just don't care about the country and don't care about ruining the country. And what do they get out of it? A few million bucks, a little bit of power? A few million bucks and a little bit of power? I mean, come on. Come on, man. <clears throat> All right, let's let's move on from, from the incompetence here, and let's go to some competence. Let's talk about the Arizona audit that we're all waiting for. We're all waiting for the results of the Arizona audit, all right? Um, on today's morning show, which you can see again on JeremyHarrell.com, I said that the ball is in Mark Burnovich's court. Now, Mark Burnovich is the AG of Arizona, and the ball is in his court right now. Because the preliminary audit, a partial preliminary audit, has already been handed over to the Senate. But it cannot be a fully prepared audit until they get what Maricopa County will not give them. Which is the Splunk, uh, the, the, the logs, the, the, the fobs, and the routers. The full audit cannot be done until they get those. So it's up to Attorney General Mark Burnovich to make sure that those get handed over. And he can do it. He's got full authority to do this. All he has to do is give them a directive. Look, these need to be done within 30 days. If they're not done within 30 days, then we can take measures from there. We can take steps from there. We can take criminal steps from there. We can withhold 10%, which is $61 million. Okay? So the ball is definitely in Mark Burnovich's court, and that's another person that we have to have on our homework to call and make sure that things get done. So I want to bring up something that's it's going beyond Maricopa County now. Now it's moving to Pima County. I hope I say that right for everybody who lives in uh, Arizona. I'm sure you'll 
I'm sure you'll uh, let me know if I'm not saying it right. But let's move to Pima County. Because while Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is withholding this stuff, which they're just trying to kick a can down the road, we're going to get it. We've gone too far. We're going to get it, period. It's just the way it is. It's inevitable. Just like it was inevitable for those Texas Democrats to go back so that they could have quorum, so that they could do the election integrity vote. It's inevitable. But the audit has now moved past Maricopa County and is now going on to Pima County. And between Maricopa County and Pima County, you have 80% of the Arizona population right there. So now they're turning their sights to do a complete statewide audit. They haven't given up on Maricopa County. That's still, that's still very much in effect. But they are broadening their horizons. So they're moving to Pima County. And if they can get 80% of the votes completely audited in Arizona, I guarantee you, you're going to see a massive win. You're already going to see a massive win from Maricopa County alone. But when you put those two counties together and you get that audit finished, I think you're going to see that uh, Biden didn't even come close. So big shout out to them for doing that. But here's the problem in Pima County. Pima County is recording 114% of mail-in ballots. It's not possible. That's what made them turn their eyes to Pima County. It wasn't, oh, let's just go for the next largest county. No, what turned their eyes and got their attention is while they were doing these this forensic audit, it came up that Pima County has 114% of mail-in ballots. How's that possible? Can't have 14% more than the population, and you sure as heck wouldn't even have 100% of the population. Because it's not like five-year-olds are voting. So that is what made them turn their attention to Pima County, and that's the next one. Um, that's going to be big. That's going to be big. Like I said, those two counties alone make up for like 80% of the population. It's incredible. And here's another great story, I guess, when you're talking about the, the, the election audits. Georgia, right now, Garland Favorito has teamed up with Phil Singleton, who's a state rep there, and they have filed litigation to ban Dominion machines from being used in the state of Georgia. And the reason that they've filed this lawsuit is because by state law, when you vote in Georgia, the Dominion machine is supposed to kick out basically a receipt. It's supposed to kick out a piece of paper that's got a code on it, and that code is supposed to tell you that the person that you voted for is the person that the machine actually recorded you voting for. That didn't happen in 2020. That didn't happen in any of the machines. By state law, that is supposed to happen. So as we get deeper into this, and as, as we expose more through these audits, we, found out, we find out exactly, exactly how bad they cheated. And the fact of the matter is, in Georgia, it is state law. How do you get around state law? I guess they're doing it left and right, but it is state law that Dominion or any of the machines are supposed to kick out a receipt for you, basically telling you who you voted for. That didn't happen in the 2020 election. So, because they broke state law multiple times, if you ask me, but definitely in this case, uh, Phil Singleton and Garland Favorito have filed a lawsuit in state court to have a judgment to say we're banning Dominion machines from the state. Likelihood of that actually happening? I don't know. Phil Singleton seems to think it's a very it's it's very likely that the judge will go for it. I don't know, though I've seen so much fraud, I, I don't I've seen so many judges kick things back and say, Oh, no standing. I don't know. It's gonna be a hard case to uh, I think it'll be a hard case to win, but Phil Singleton seems to think it won't be a hard case to win.
So we got that going for us. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers continues her nationwide tour to try to garner some more support behind these forensic audits state by state. She's been to Pennsylvania. She's been to Virginia. Now she's going to Georgia, and she's going to be doing an event with Vernon Jones to try to kick up more support and more and basically give give more information about how this audit worked. And she's doing a, she's doing well so far. She's doing well. Everywhere she goes, more and more people are getting on board, and every time she does it, she's getting better at it. And the great thing about this, Wendy Rogers doing this, is she's not using any of her campaign dollars to do this. She's doing this all because she says it's her duty to do it. That's the kind of person that we want running for office in every state. Isn't it? I think it's amazing that over the last eight months, state representatives and state senators have become nationwide household names. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. The local level should always be where the focus is. The local level has the most power. You know what I mean? States have more power than the federal government. They always have because the federal government gets their power from states. So it's really great to see this, and it's really great to see people using their own money. And those are, Wendy Rogers is somebody that I would call a public servant. I would not call Wendy Rogers a politician. I'd very much call her a public servant. Because that's what, that's what I think she is. Um... So big shout out to Wendy Rogers. And look, Arizona is changing the, the world. Arizona is leading right now in these forensic audits. Again, people are going to always say, well, where is it? I want to see the data. I want to see the forensic audits. Folks, we've seen how many judges have failed us. How, we've seen the justice system fail us over and over and over again this last 18 months. Uh, not 18 months, excuse me. That's how long coronavirus has been going on. These last eight, nine months. We've seen the justice system fail over and over again. So the last thing that any of these people want to do is try to put together or put forward an incomplete audit or an incomplete report or a report that has errors in it. They want to do it right. This is the rest of our lives, folks. This is the rest of our lives and this is the rest of our children's lives. What we do during this time will stand for decades. So we have to make sure we get it right. We have to make sure we get it right. Um, so again, big shout out to Wendy Rogers and a big shout out to all of Arizona because they're really doing well. They're really doing well. And folks, just so you know, uh, you can go, if you do go to mypillow.com, you can put in the promo code LFA for Live from America. It not only helps Mike, but it also helps Live from America. It helps fund the show. Uh, other than that, the show is completely viewer funded. So it's a big help when you guys go there. I know that you want to continue to see Mike Lindell be the spear to fight for these election, uh, this election fraud that happened. And there is a few names that are out there that are, that are the spear. Mike Lindell is one of them. Wendy Rogers is definitely one of them. Karen Fan is one of them. Doug Mastriano is one of them. Garland Favorito is one of them. But there's only a handful. You're probably talking 10 people that are out there really fighting on that level. 10 people. And Mike Lindell is definitely one of them. So, without further ado, let's go to one more quick commercial here. And we'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Hello. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got my pillow. 
I am asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I saw in the comment section during the commercial uh, break uh, that there's still a lot of people that are still very frustrated that the information hasn't come out yet, the preliminary report. But, again, um, something of this magnitude, something that's going to set the tone for the rest of our lives and our kids' lives is not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of people trying to stop it at every turn. They're going to do anything they can to stop that audit report from getting out. But once that first one finally gets, once Arizona gets out in its entirety, then you're going to move on to canvassing, and you're going to move on to statewide election audits, and you're going to move from state to state, and it's just going to be like, it's going to happen so fast after that first one falls, you're going to be like, whoa, I can't even keep up with all the information. So don't get, don't put the, uh, don't put the cart in front of the horse. All right, let it play out. Let it play out as, as much as you can. And just have a little bit of patience. Like I said, go to the good B-I-B-L-E. All right, we're going to end the show with a couple pieces of, uh, of good news today. Number one, Andrew Cuomo is finally gone. And he got his Emmy taken away. Why he ever had an Emmy to begin with, I don't know. Because he was coming on TV every day, talking about coronavirus, not accepting the help that President Trump sent him. Locking people down, having record cases of, of, of COVID-19, record deaths, 15,000 elderly killed in the nursing home. How we ever got the Emmy to begin with, I'll never know. But he got his Emmy stripped from him today, so that's always good news. You know, maybe, maybe don't purposely kill elderly people. Maybe don't sexually harass people that work on your staff. Maybe don't leave your dog behind in the governor's mansion like an animal. Have some compassion. Maybe. But you know, it really gives the, the meaning to MAGA a whole new level of, of, of meaning, right? MAGA, make Andrew go away. And that's exactly what we did. We made Andrew go away. Newsom is next. And then we'll worry about the next big fish on the hook. <laughs> yes, you're right. He did retire. He retired so he could collect a pension. But I think they're going after that too. They're changing the law in New York. They're working on changing the law in New York that says even um, if you're being investigated for impeachment or anything that has ties to being out, uh, ousted as a governor, then you're not collecting your pension, regardless if you, if you claim retirement or not. So that was a slick move. That was a slick move by Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo but it isn't going to work. MAGA, make Andrew go away. And we did. And we did. Now I want to play a, night, uh, a really interesting video, video for you. A lot of people have been talking about Biden supporters and how they feel like they have uh, buyer's remorse, Biden remorse, from voting for Biden. Well, there's some protests going on in front of the White House right now because of Afghanistan. And one young lady, who you can definitely tell voted, <laughs> just, by the way she, uh, just by the way she looks, you can tell she voted for Biden. But uh, she says she 
she wished she didn't vote for him. It's it's all coming crash. It's all coming to a halt, and it's coming crashing down on him. Check this video out. If you were able to speak to President Biden, what would be your message to him? Honestly, I regret my vote for you. I really do. The blood of innocent men, women, and children who fought for you is on your hands. And I hope it haunts you for the rest of your life. Screaming, Biden, you betrayed us outside the White House. Saying, I wish I didn't vote for you. The blood is on your hands. Now, don't put it past the left to be behind this. Putting these protesters out there as part of their (coughs) plan to get rid of Biden. Because again, like I said before, they don't want him leaving because he has dementia, or that really implicates them touting this guy around like Weekend at Bernie's for the last 10 months. This works out perfectly for them, but if it's not, you're starting to see the House of Cards crumble down. Biden, you betrayed us. Folks, if you like what you see here on Live from America, please go to JeremyHarrell.com, sign up for the newsletter, follow us every day, watch the show in the morning times on social media and digital TV as well. And um, help the cause. Help move the cause forward. And help the show grow right here on Real America's Voice News. Remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you're a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m., For more Live from America, right here from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire. Until then, folks, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, or wonderful night, I should say, with your families. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Live from America, you're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harris.